Thanks so much for joining us on this very special day. Happy Mother's Day. Obviously, a simple thank you is not enough for the countless sacrifices you make every day. But we're working with Mom Math today. And Mom Math says that thank you plus a card or a phone call or a visit equals more love showered down on us for Mom, right? It's a win-win. So today we're thankful for you. We want to celebrate you. And it's those thankful hearts that we want to carry into our time of worship as we begin today.
Welcome to New City Online. We're so glad you've chosen to worship with us this morning. And a special welcome to each mom out there today. Happy Mother's Day. If you're new here to New City, we'd love a chance to connect with you. And the best way we found to do that is through our online lobby. You can find that by texting the word lobby to 704-228-4489. You'll receive a text back with a Zoom link, which you can click. And after each service today, a pastor and staff member will be online. They'd love a chance to meet you face to face, to hear a little bit of your story, and to share a little bit of the New City story with you. And serving is part of our DNA here at New City. We have loved hearing stories about how you are being the light to the world in our city. And this week, we wanted to share a story with you from Brooke Dillard, who is part of our, one of our service projects. Here's what she wrote. Like many people in our community, I was laid off from my job about a month ago due to COVID-19. I decided to explore volunteer opportunities and signed up to help package food with Second Harvest. There were several moments in between boxing canned food that I looked around at all the volunteers working together for a cause greater than ourselves and was filled with hope. It felt really good to contribute to our community and connect with people during a time when human connection isn't there in the same capacity as before. If you're looking for a way to serve, you can check out our website. And there is a new opportunity this week. We want to provide hygiene bags to Common Heart and other organizations in our area. You can go to our website and it has all the information there. We're going to have drop-off dates at the Matthew campus on May 14th and May 22nd. Again, go to the website. It's got all the information about what to include in those bags. It's newcity.us slash serve now. And as we look forward to gathering together again physically, we want to know how you feel about that. This past week, we had a family meeting on Thursday night, and Friday morning, you should have received an email that had a recap of that meeting, as well as a link to a survey. If you would, take a few minutes to fill that survey out. It's going to be a huge help to our staff and leadership as we prayer prayerfully consider these next steps. If you didn't receive the email, you can find the survey at newcity.us survey. And we just want to thank you for how you have been so generous in this time. And we just want to thank God for how he's provided for the ministry here and for families in our church. If you can continue to give, you can do that online with a one-time gift or a recurring gift at newcity.us give. Will you pray with me now for our offering this week? Lord, thank you that you are our provider. Thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh, our great provider. Thank you for providing for families, providing for the ministry here at New City, and also providing for the city of Charlotte in so many ways. We just thank you for that, and we pray that you'll continue to do so and help us to turn to you and trust in you in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. John chapter 10, verses 27 through 29. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. Runs as deep as your sky. 
with an extra hour to take a nap, for sure. First thought would be coffee with a friend. Uh, because that's where I love to be, is with a person encouraging them or listening or talking or just catching up. Like, that would be my love, is coffee or dinner or lunch or anything with um, catching up with people. But a nap might be good too. <laughs> I have to have a Netflix binge. I do, I just have to like de, I have to escape, like just, a little bit of a Netflix binge for about an hour with my diet Dr. Pepper, my dogs in my lap, and probably if I had an extra hour in my day, that's probably what I would do. Happy Mother's Day, New City. It is such a joy to be sitting here with Chris and with each of you right where you're gathered and just a special Happy Mother's Day to each and every one of you listening. And I just thought it would be kind of fun to just take a second thinking about all of the hats that we wear as moms. There's a gazillion, right? And one of the newest ones that we can now add to our, our closet of things, of hats that we wear, is homeschool, mom, teacher. And aren't you just loving it? Chris, we can't get away from this homeschooling thing. No. Uh, so I, I, I'm sure I'm not the only one who has done this, but funny, funny little anecdotes on Instagram lately. And I thought I might start with just a couple of those. Did you ever realize how much, or that you would be your child's personal assistant, <laughs> right? So one of the things that I was reading said something like, the child says, mom, could you please pencil in grandma at three? Do you have the spreadsheet ready for me, mom, of all of my Zoom meetings and their codes and their links and such? And so my personal favorite, uh, there was a, a picture of a van and on the side it said, my teacher lied, my child is not a joy to have in class. So hilarious, uh, but seriously, moms, thank you. Thank you, thank you for the sacrificial offerings that you give over and over again, many that no one sees but Jesus. Uh, thank you for just the way that you serve your families, and I pray today you feel blessed and honored and God's favor on you. Mm. Let me add my happy Mother's Day to, to all of you moms and, mm. and to the ones sitting here with me. I'm grateful to be here with you today and um, share time together. Um, and I also want to just mention, because I know today can be a difficult day for some. Um, some of you have lost your, your mom. Some of you have a fractured relationship with your mother. And so today is difficult. And so, um, and, and wishing all of you moms a happy Mother's Day. Also want to um, just send our prayers for those of you who this is a difficult day for. And acknowledge that and just pray that God's mercy and his grace would be close to your heart today and we're grateful that we could spend time together as a church family worshiping uh, online in this way. So again, welcome to New City Online. We're grateful to be with you today. I have one piece of New City family news on top of Happy Mother's Day. Uh, we uh, had a time together last week, a New City family meeting, if you will, online, and many of you joined us and we're so grateful for that. We sent an email out um, this past week as well that had the recording of that meeting, as well as some of the information that we shared about regathering together on our campuses specifically. So just wanna draw your attention to that and encourage you to read through that information. Really important as we pray through and, and think through what it looks like for us to come back together on our campuses. 
Um, and also we included a survey there um, just on how you're feeling about gathering together and coming back. And it's really important to us uh, that we get that information, that we, that we know how you're thinking and feeling through this and, and how you're doing. Part of that survey is just how you're personally doing and spiritually during, uh, doing during this time. And that's really great information for us as leaders as we, again, process through all the decisions that need to be made as we, as we walk through these different phases of returning uh, to physical worship together, but also how we can continue to shepherd um, our church really well and, and care for each and every one of you, which, which we do, and that's our, our heart as shepherds and as pastors. So um, just wanna encourage you to look through that information. Again, take the survey. If you're able, it won't take more than a couple of minutes. It's uh, anonymous, you don't have to give your name, and it's really great information for our church leadership as we continue to walk through these interesting days together. We have a message to share about that today. And actually the next couple of messages here at New City are, are about the time that we find ourselves in and uh, orienting our hearts to the truth of God, even as we walk through difficult days. Uh, and that's some of what we wanna share today. But before we jump into the, the scriptures and our time together, let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are a mighty one who will save and that you are in our midst. And so right now we proclaim and acknowledge your presence with us wherever we might be tuning into this message today. God, would you overwhelm each and every heart and mind with your great love and mercy. And we just pray that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts today would be acceptable in your sight. Be glorified in our time together, Father. Draw us closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. Well, Jen and I are excited to share this message with you today. And we've entitled it, How to Keep Your Heart. How to Keep Your Heart. Um, how to keep your heart sort of dot, dot, dot in a world and in a time where it's easy to lose it, right? How to keep your heart in a world and in a time specifically that we find ourselves in together where it's easy to lose it. And, and, and we're grateful today to come to the scriptures because we don't, we don't have to look very far in the scriptures. Mm. Um, all the way from Genesis to Revelation are, uh, is, is full of God's people who are in difficult times and difficult days and are learning how to look to him and how to look after their hearts um, in trials and tribulations and in, in crisis. Mm. Um, I wanna draw your attention to, to a few of those scriptures as we start out here and we think about how to keep our hearts and what God says about that. Mm. Uh, Jesus tells his disciples in John chapter 16, you'll remember this passage, many of you will, in verses 32 and 33, he says, there's, a, there's an hour that's coming, and indeed it's here, where you're going to be scattered to your own homes. Uh, Jesus is talking about his, his own um, arrest and crucifixion and, uh, and leaving this, this world, leaving them. And uh, he says, you're going to scatter, you're going you're to leave me alone, and yet he says, I'm, I'm not alone. And I know even as we think about that passage in John 16, that some of you feel alone today mm. and, and, and you feel like you're, you're in your home by yourself and isolated and you feel lonely and that's real. And, and if, 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 if you don't get anything else from this message today, as we come to God's truth and we open it together, uh, Jesus reminds us and, and even reminds himself and his disciples that even though you're going to leave me, other people, and we're going to be scattered, I'm not alone because my father's with me, Jesus says to them. And he says, I've said these things to you that you might have peace. Um, in this world, you're gonna have tribulation, Jesus says, John 16, 33, but take heart, our word today, heart, take heart, for I have overcome the world. 
And, and then if we go to the, to the Old Testament, to the Hebrew scriptures, and we look at Proverbs chapter four, again, just a couple of scriptures to set us up today on this, this whole idea of keeping our hearts in a world where it's easy to, to lose them. Solomon, the, the wisest man in the world, right? Solomon mm-hmm. writes to his children, um, and specifically his son, one of his sons in, in Proverbs chapter four. And he says, uh, speaking to his son, speaking to his, his children, he says, I want you to be attentive to, to my words and, and don't let them escape you. Proverbs chapter four, uh, Solomon says, don't let them uh, leave your sight. Uh, keep them within your hearts. Keep, keep this truth, keep this word, keep this wisdom, my children, in your hearts. For they are, listen to these words, their life. Verse 22, Proverbs 4, they, they are life. And all who find them find healing for their flesh. And then he says these words, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Keep your heart. Keep your heart. It's where we get the title of today's message from, Proverbs 4, 23. Keep your heart with all, with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Keep your heart. Guard it. Look after it. Because from your heart flows all the springs of life. Your heart is indeed a wellspring. So, so how do you keep your heart? Well, well, let's talk about first, let's talk about what, what is your heart? As Jesus is saying these words about looking after your heart and not, you know, even not letting your, your heart be troubled. We'll get to that passage in a minute from, from John 14. As Solomon is writing to his children, particularly uh, one of his sons in Proverbs uh, chapter four, and he's giving this instruction. He's saying, don't let this word escape from your sight. Hold it in your heart, guard your heart. Mm-hmm. What, what would they have understood? What would Jesus and, and Solomon uh, have understood about this teaching of the heart? What, what is the heart? What would, what is a Hebrew understanding of the heart? And to put it simply, their understanding, as they were giving that instruction, Jesus to his disciples, Solomon to his children, the heart is the center of one's life and orientation to God. Let me say that again, just by definition. What is, what is the heart? What is a Hebrew, uh, Hebrew understanding of the heart today as we, as we think about keeping it? The heart is the center of one's life and orientation to God. So again, a Hebrew understanding, Jesus' understanding, Solomon's understanding is that the heart is the source of all thoughts, choices, actions, feelings. It is a wellspring. Mm -hmm. Everything Mm -hmm. flows out of the the center, the middle of your heart. Mm -hmm. It all comes from there. It's it's the controls, if you will, of your life. Again, for your words, uh, for your thoughts, for your actions, everything flows out of your your heart. So that's why Solomon says, guard it above Mm -hmm. everything else because it's a wellspring. Everything flows from it. You know, ancient cities used to, to guard the source of their water. They would find a water source and then they would protect it. They would guard it because out of that water source or that wellspring came life. And so Solomon is saying to his children and he's saying to each of us as followers of Jesus to hold on to that wisdom, that truth from God, to guard it in your heart, to protect it. The the psalmist says in Psalm 119, verses nine through 11, how can a young man keep his way pure? Listen to these words. Psalm 119, verses nine through 11. By guarding it according to your word. He goes on to say, with my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. Are are you catching this theme? John chapter 16, Proverbs 4, Psalm 119, this whole idea of your heart being the center of your life and guarding it, 
keeping it with God's word, with his truth. Mm -hmm. So with the balance of our time, we wanna Mm -hmm. talk about Mm -hmm. two ways, two very practical ways to keep your heart, to guard your heart, to protect your heart in a world, right, where it's very easy to lose it. The first way is gospel truth. And if we're honest, I know for me, there is no way this side of heaven I will completely fully understand gospel truth. However, I can take steps towards that in recognizing what is gospel truth and hiding that within my heart and remembering that in these days, in these trying times. 2 Peter 1.13, the Apostle Peter says, I think it right as long as I am in this body to stir you up by way of reminder. Just to give some context to this, Peter is awaiting his execution and he is sensing that it's near, that his, his time on earth is drawing near. And so he is sending a letter to the churches and he is pointing them once again to the truth of the gospel. He is reminding them the very thing that he's awaiting execution for, the gospel truth. He is reminding them and pointing them to that truth. And so this morning, I want to just remind each and every one of us that we are indeed his children, that because of Jesus, he took our, our death, he took on our shame, our punishment. It was upon him and it was sealed the day that he died and rose again from the dead. And if we could just remember that truth each and every day, think of the power that we would have um, in our hearts in keeping and guarding our hearts, just remembering that truth. And I just wanna take a second to acknowledge some of you, maybe you're in a place where this is the first time you're actually hearing that truth. And I want to just as loudly as I can from, from where I'm sitting, just tell you that yes, there is a God and he loves you and he's pursuing hard after you and he's created you to know him and he is so worth trusting. And so lean into what he might be doing in your heart today, knowing that he's pursuing hard after you. My prayer for you is that you would know his never ending, always and forever love for you. And let us know, please send us a note and let us know if that is a decision you want to make today. We are here to help you in that. So gospel truth, how do we keep our hearts first and foremost? Gospel truth and recognizing that in our hearts that Jesus, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. And spoiler alert, God wins. He wins. Our battle is won. So as hard as these circumstances are that we find ourselves in, as hard as the tribulations that you know, Jesus mentioned to his disciples, we know the end. God wins. So keeping our heart, let's, let's pull some of these definitions that Chris was saying. We could say guard, guard your heart. So guard your thinking, feeling, choosing. Guard it. So there's, there's an act of, of guarding and protecting the truth of the gospel in our hearts, protecting the wisdom in our hearts, um, letting it take root. But I think that there's a second part to this, the, the second, a second idea to this, uh, to this whole thing of keeping our hearts. And, and oddly enough, I think it's about letting go. Um, if I'm honest, there's probably a decent amount of stuff in my heart that I probably need to let go of that maybe I've been guarding that frankly doesn't doesn't need to be there, right? So gospel truth, remembering the truth of who God says we are, a lot of times it can get so mixed up in my own heart because I'm holding on to something that's a counterfeit. It looks a lot like the real thing. It looks a lot like the real thing and it, and it isn't. 
So some things are not worth guarding. Some things we need to, we need to let, let them go. We have a dear friend that says to us often, you know, Jen, what's ever at the bottom of the well comes up in the bucket. And so what's coming up in our buckets, right? So, you know, growing up in the Midwest, as many of you know, I grew up in the Midwest. I have three younger brothers. And in the season called winter, let's be honest, anyone who's grown up in the Northeast, Midwest, West, you, this idea of winter, like that means something. I'm getting cold just saying it, right? And so we could go out and play about and be in the snow some of the time, but most of the time we were huddled up together as a family and we would have game nights, movie nights, things like that. So growing up, like I said, with three younger brothers, uh, there's never a dull moment and <laughs> everything is a competition. And God bless Chris. And loud. And loud. That's loud. right. It's loud. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bless. So yeah, when we were first dating, I remember you'd come home and we'd play cards, um, and he, he stuck with me. We didn't scare you away, which I'm so grateful for. But um, this, one of the things we do would, is play cards. And so as I was reading Proverbs 4.23, this memory came to my mind, and I just thought, man, keeping guard of my heart, what am I holding on to? What am I letting go of? It just reminded me of this. You know, you've, you've got your, your hand of cards, and it's like, hmm, which of these things has the most value? What am I going to, to really keep and, and hold dear? And, and yeah. what, frankly, isn't really going to help me? I can just kind of toss that out. And so that's, that's my challenge to each of us this morning. What is it that you're really holding on to? And is it worth keeping? Is it gospel truth? Is it really gospel truth? Yeah. What are you truly guarding? And if it's not the truth of the gospel, then we need to let it go. Yeah. So what might it be for you hmm. um, today? What might it be for you? Maybe it's worry. Maybe it's anxiousness. Mm. And I'll lead my hand in the prayer to the next one here. Uh, control. Mm. Maybe you need to let go of control. How about approval? Mm. You see, gospel truth says that we are free. And we are not held captive to our worry, our sin, our anxiousness, or even our fear. Gospel truth says that he is trustworthy and faithful. Gospel truth says that he is enough. Mm. He is enough. Not me, not my schedule, not my control. And I know you're going to talk about this in a second, Chris, but gospel truth also says that somehow in some way when I am weak, mm-hmm. really I am strong. Mm-hmm. And his strength is perfected. Gospel truth says that I am approved by my creator, not because of my efforts, but because of Jesus mm-hmm. alone. So keeping our hearts is twofold. It's an act of guarding the truth of the gospel, and it's an act of surrender to the truth of the gospel. I, I love um, so much of that, but one thing that really sticks out to me is this idea of when we talk about keeping our hearts in a world where it's easy to lose, lose it, mm. um, that sometimes we, we, we keep, we guard, we hold on to the wrong things. And we're, yeah. we're guarding things that really don't have value, right. that are passing away, whether it's approval or my own efforts or control or whatever that might be, um, however that might resonate in your own heart. And so we like the the space that is, is, you know, again, the definition of heart as Jesus would have understood it, as Solomon would have have understood it, our our key passages today was the center of one's life. It was the the, the orientation um, to yourself and and to God. It was where the wellspring, where everything, your your thoughts, your words, your actions, your feelings, everything flows out of there. And so if there's, if there's something in the water source that's polluted, mm-hmm. then, then as the water is coming out of that, ev- everything is going to be p- polluted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to come out in 
the way that I speak and, mm-hmm. and even my, you know, just as you were um, sharing, Jen, like feelings, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and s- speaking of, you know, wellspring and water mm-hmm. and feelings, you just, you just feel like they're up and down and just all over the place. And I, I can feel one thing in one moment yeah. and a moment later be feeling something completely yes. different. And so w- w- what's the source? What, mm-hmm. How do I center my heart? You know, and, 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 it, and it comes back to, again, God's truth. It, right. it, it's just, it's the truth that sets me free. Yes. It's the truth that holds on to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. again, I just, I love that. Mm-hmm. And just the idea of, for some of you, it's, it's receiving that truth for the very first time mm-hmm. and, and making a, a willful choice and decision to follow Jesus and yes. to allow his truth to flood your heart mm-hmm. and to have control the center of your life. Yes. And, and for many of you, I know that you've, you've made that decision, that commitment mm-hmm. to be a Christ follower and it's in every single day, you know, as Paul says, we're, we're, we're working out our salvation. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not in the sense that we're earning it, but we're, we're living it out. We're, we're, we're journeying uh, through life and the, mm-hmm. the changing circumstances and holding on to that truth and, and mm-hmm. preaching the gospel to ourselves, reminding us mm-hmm. uh, of, of that truth in our own hearts as that works itself out in every area mm-hmm. of our heart and our lives. So, so, so how do we keep our hearts? Um, you know, Jen, Jen said very powerfully, you know, it's, it's gospel truth that begins with, with the word, as, as Solomon said, as Jesus reminds his disciples to holding on to what is true, to, to looking to truth and, and guarding that. And then conversely, part of guarding and keeping is, is letting go. It's surrendering stuff that just, just isn't true, yes. that doesn't match up with what God says is true and, and, and letting that go. Mm. So, so first and foremost, um, keeping your heart, looking after your heart, protecting your heart, guarding your heart is about gospel truth. But, but then secondly, mm-hmm. it, it's gospel strength. It's gospel strength. And, and I wanna explain this a little bit because I, I, actually the, the gospel, it, it, does, it does center me and it, and it empowers me. And, and in a world that's wasting away that we feel so weak and powerless mm-hmm. and out of control, it actually, it makes me strong. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanna explain that a little bit because there's a difference between you know, physical strength or, or self-strength and, and gospel strength. And, and I want to come back to the gospel of John and, and Jesus's teaching to his disciples, particularly towards the end where he's teaching them about his departure and what that looks like and being scattered and the world being full of trials and tribulations and, and even including his own uh, arrest and all, all that experience. And, and if we go a couple of chapters back from the passage I read before, if we go to John chapter 14, uh, many of you, this will be a familiar verse to you. you. You've heard this verse before. You've read it yourself. John chapter 14, verse 1. Jesus says, let not your, what's the word? Hearts. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. John chapter 14, verse 1. Uh, another way to translate that phrase there, be- believe in God, is uh, you believe in God. So let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In other words, Jesus is saying, I I am God, flesh, in the flesh, with you, walking with you, Emmanuel, God with us. You believe in God, believe in me. And and so in in some ways, Jesus gives the the answer, if you will, to to not letting our hearts be troubled, to to keeping our hearts in a world that is very troubled and a world full of crisis and trials, of of which they're getting ready to walk into another one. He says, really, the answer is belief. That, that you trust and, and you believe. And, and that's actually how our hearts are, are, are strengthened uh, in a world that is, is so very troubled. Mm-hmm. And I think you would agree with, with, with me, with, with us this morning, that we live in a, a troubled world. Mm-hmm. We, we've been so reminded of that in these past few weeks. 
Um, it, it, you know, it, we, we can't go through a day without reading difficult news or, or, or um, heartbreaking stories. But particularly in these last eight weeks, we have been reminded at how dangerous this world is, how, how out of control from a worldly perspective things are, how quickly things can change, how, how if we can find a way, right? If, if people can find a way to mess it up, We'll find it. And we don't have to look any further than the gospel narrative. The, the only perfect person that lived in this world, we killed him. That's right. You know, we messed that up. We found, we found a way. And, and, and that's the world that we live in. We, we're in. we live in a broken world full of broken people of which, you know, we, we lead, lead the parade, right? Or I can speak for myself, I lead the parade. Jesus is teaching his disciples here, don't let your hearts, the center of your life, the orientation of everything, don't let them be shaken or troubled. And how? How do we not let that happen? It, it, it's the strength of belief, of trusting in me, not yourself, but trusting and believing and placing your faith and your hope in God. Jesus has just shared in the context of John 14. If you look at John 13 and, and, and do that on your own this week, go back and read these passages on your own. If you look at John 13, Jesus is, just gives a litany of difficult things that are coming. Uh, it, it just right at the end, he says, Some of, someone at this table is going to betray me. And by the way, all the disciples look at each other and go, is it me? This is an amazing moment where Jesus says, one of you is going to betray me. And they all think, yeah, yeah I, I could do that. I could see myself doing that. It could be any of us. He says, Somebody, someone's going to betray me. And, and hey, Peter. Yeah. Hey, Peter, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows tomorrow morning. Um, and, and then how about this? All of you, you're not going to be able to follow me. They, they've been, that's what discipleship is. They've been following Jesus for three plus years. But where I'm going, namely the cross and, and, and my death and my resurrection, you, you, you can't follow me there. Not, not right now. You, you will later on. But right now you can't follow me. This is, this is troubling news. The disciples' hearts must have been crushed. Their expectations are, are dashed. And, and, and this is the whole point of what, 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 what I want to share in this with gospel strength, that, it, that it's not until they're weak in their flesh, they're, they're weak in their own self-belief and their own uh, um, trust in their, their own strength. I'll follow you anywhere. No, you won't. Um, I'll never deny you. Y yes, you will. Uh, I'll follow you. It, it, no, you can't. It's, it's, when I, it's when we come to the end of ourselves that, that we find Jesus. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll say it really, really plainly. It's God, I can't, but you can. But until I'm willing to say I can't, which are hard words for us to form in my heart, until I can say, I, I, I just can't, I can't do this. I, I can't be all things to all people. I can't get enough approval. I can't control everything. I can't do enough good works. I, I, I can't, I can't. And when I get to that place where I'm able to come to the end of myself and I say, I can't, that's when I realize how much God can. Before the gospel can strengthen us, New City family, it requires that we be weakened. It must remove all self-trust, all self-hope, all self-help, all self-strength. The illusions of my own strategies cleverness and strength. I've got to come to the end of all of that before I can see the beauty and the strength of God alone. 
This is the, the very picture that the Apostle Paul paints all throughout 2 Corinthians, one of my favorite books in the Bible. And particularly chapters 4 and chapter 11 and chapter 12 are, are full of these themes of coming to the end of ourselves, of weakness and strength being right beside one another. We, we often think that they're polar opposites. Actually, gospel strength is where weakness and God's strength come together. They're neighbors. I can't, you can they have to live side by side and they do all throughout 2 Corinthians. And particularly, I just want to, to, to read a passage from chapter four. And if you uh, have your scriptures, uh, open them and follow along with us uh, through, through all of these scriptures, but particularly this, this, this writing from Paul about, about weakness and strength. He begins in chapter four, 2 Corinthians by saying, therefore having this ministry, not of our own self, but by the mercy of God, we don't lose what? Heart. Having this ministry, our lives, our lives are a ministry and having it by the mercy of God, not our own strength, we, we, we don't lose heart. In other words, it's God's strength. It's his mercy. And that, and, and that, that way we can, mm. we can take heart. We can, we can keep our hearts and have strength because we know it's not about us anyway. Mm. And then in, in verses seven and following, he says, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We have this, this life, this, this, this gospel life, and we carry it around in our bodies that are, that are weak. They're jars of clay. We have this, this power that surpasses everything in the world, strength beyond, beyond any measure that we could, we could imagine, and we carry it around in these weak things called our own lives that, that are full of weakness. Our own bodies, Paul continues to say, are, are, they're wasting away. We, we carry around, Paul says here in this passage in 2 Corinthians uh, in, uh, chapter 7 and following, we carry around the gospel and we carry around the death of Jesus too uh, so that his life can be displayed. This, this is an, an incredible teaching that, that weakness and strength actually are neighbors. They, they go hand in glove. They're side by side according to the gospel. That's what gospel strength is that when I can't, God can. When I come to the end of myself, that's where God begins. Uh, I heard someone say one time, God's office where he does his best work is when I come to the end of myself, when I'm at the end of my rope. So gospel strength teaches me to say, I'm weak, but he is strong. Gospel strength teaches me to believe that in this world, I will have trouble as Jesus taught, uh, but, but I can take heart because God has overcome the world and he's preparing for for us a new place, right? Uh, the, 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 the name of our church, New City, it, it, it isn't just something we came up with. It's straight from the scriptures. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, um, uh, Revelation chapter 21, we, we, we see this picture of God's people on a journey looking forward to a city, a new place that God is creating. And we want to bring more people with us to that, that, that new city because we've been reminded now more than ever that this city, this world is passing away. But God's preparing for us a world where, where there won't be any more tears or weeping or crying, this new place that we're going. But it begins by me coming to the end of myself and realizing that we've got to come to the end of this world mm. to see this new thing that God is doing and accept this new life that he has for each of us. Let, let, let me finish with this, this quote. I love it from Martin Lloyd-Jones as we think about gospel strength really coming for our, from our own weakness. Jones says, renewal always begins when God's people come to the end of themselves. Don't you love that? Mm -hmm. Renewal always begins when God's people come to the end of themselves. In other words, when I come to the end of my own strength, that's when God's power is seen. Paul says it, if you continue in, uh, again in chapter 11, chapter 12, 2 Corinthians, when I am weak, 
then he is strong. The power of the gospel is made strong. It's manifest in my weakness. It's actually through my weakness that the power and the strength of the gospel is on display. Therefore, I will boast all the more in my weakness so that the power of the gospel may be on display and may be strong in my life. Incredible. My flesh and my heart, the psalmist says, may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Psalm 73, verse 26. My my heart, right? Weakness and strength here, gospel strength. My heart, my flesh may fail. This isn't about just bowing up and and just powering through. That's not what this is. That's self-help and self-reliance. This is I can't. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Psalm 73, verse 26. Bottom line to keeping our hearts in a world where it's easy to lose them. Gospel truth and gospel strength. The bottom line to keeping our hearts in a world where it's very, very easy, now more than ever, to lose it. Gospel truth and gospel strength. We we, want to finish today with a time of prayer and also communion. So if if you haven't uh, pulled your elements together for communion, I want to encourage you to do so now. But we want to prepare ourselves and prepare our hearts, center our hearts on truth and and the strength of our hearts being being God's Mm -hmm. truth. And we want to do that through some responsive prayer. And so here's how this is going to work. I'm, I'm going to read a pastoral section of, of scripture and then we're going to all read together. It's going to be on your screens. Just, just read out wherever you are. Just, just read out loud the all together portion. All of this is scripture just reminding us of God's truth and preparing us as we come today to the table of God. So I'm going to read and then we're, we're both, Jen and I are going to both lead you in the all response to the prayer. So let's pray together. The Lord gives strength to his people the Lord blesses his people with peace. I will, I will lie, lie down, down and sleep in peace. For, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Lord, you establish peace for us. All that we have accomplished, you have done for us. For to us, a, a child, child is born. born. To, to us, a son, a son is, is given. given. And the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills, and, and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken and my covenant of peace will, will not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. But he was pierced, pierced for, for our transgressions. transgressions. He, he was, was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mercy, peace, and love be yours in abundance. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he gave thanks for it. He said, this is my body that is given for you. And likewise, he took a cup and he said, this cup represents my blood that is poured out for you. And through this body and through this blood and through this bread and this cup that it represents, you proclaim my sacrifice. In other words, you pro- proclaim the gospel. You, you, you proclaim my new covenant. Mm-hmm. 
my new promise that I'm making with you that isn't through your own truth or your own strength. It's through the truth of the scriptures and the strength of Jesus. And so today as we come to this ancient table, to the table of God that is for the people of God, this isn't a Presbyterian table or a Methodist or a Pentecostal or a Church of God or Anglican. This is the, this is the table of God for all believers, for the people of God. So for all of you who call yourselves Christ followers, who have made a decision in your heart to follow Jesus and to accept his truth, the truth of his sacrifice on your behalf. This table is for you and we invite you to participate today right where you are. So would you just take the bread that you have or the cracker, whatever you might have. This is the the body of Christ. This represents his body that is given for you. And this cup, the cup that you have before you that's filled with juice, this, this cup represents his blood that was shed for you. Would, you. would you take the bread or the cracker that you have now and would you dip it in the cup and receive the elements today? To God be the glory. If you're able, would you extend your hands and let's close our worship time together with this blessing. Now may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you and turn his face towards you. And may the Lord today and always fill you with his peace and his mercy and his love. In Christ's name, amen. We love you, New City. Thank you so much for being with us today.